Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of The Teenager Show. Thank you for listening, watching, viewing, and subscribing. This is the first episode of our podcast, and what the goal of this podcast is to give you guys an insight into our lives while we talk to your favorite creators and learn from their stories. So now, without further ado, let me introduce our guest. She is a fashion and lifestyle content creator, having amassed over 16,000 followers on her Instagram and over 5,000 followers on her TikTok. She has also worked with some of your favorite brands, such as Nike, Target, Dick's Sporting Goods, and many more. Please welcome Caitlin Ediger. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hello, Caitlin. How's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Nervous. This is the first episode. I'm very nervous. <laughs> so I well, hope I'm things go well. I'm excited to be here for your first episode. Yeah, and surprisingly, setting this up took much quicker than what I anticipated. You were like very excited to do this. Yes, I was. I love I love chatting and doing interviews and stuff. So I'm excited to be here. And don't and don't think this is like going to be like a very strict like quick thing like we can just like talk about it. I know we we have like a certain time limit that we talked about, so hopefully everything goes well. And if if I go out of line, just let me know. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, so I wanted to talk about like starting with your journey in social media. Like I know you've probably talked about this before, but where did you when and how did you first begin in social media? Um, so back in 2020, when we first, um, around March, when we first went on that two-week break for COVID, um, around that time, I sort of, over those couple first couple months of being in quarantine, were very difficult for me, just like as far as like mental health. I'm sure a lot of people struggled with this um, over that year of quarantine. Um, but it was around July, I'd say about in 2020, when I think I initially put up a post it was just some random ambassadorship that I had a code for that reached out to me. Um, and I guess since then, I've been doing this job. It started out as something um, that I just wanted to do for fun to kind of pass time while I was stuck in my house for a whole year. Um, but now it's a part-time job and hopefully going to turn into a full-time job when I head off to college. So, yeah, that's basically how I got started. And for those who don't know, me and Caitlin are a high school student, so her reference in the two-week shutdown was when we were in, what, freshman year? Yes, I was a freshman when we went into shutdown, so it felt like a long yeah. time ago, but it was only yeah. three years ago, so. You can imagine how long she's been doing this <laughs> and her yes, growth. It's, it's been a couple of years. Yeah, so I imagine with everything that you do, stress comes along with it. You probably have mental breakdowns, and I know it's completely normal. So how have you been able to balance your high school life and your social life and your work life? Because I do understand you do have a job, right? Yes, um, I coach all-star cheerleading. I've also been coaching gymnastics and cheer since freshman year. So my plate has always been full, um, and I do get asked this question a lot, just like how I balance the physical day-to-day -day as well as just like the mental health um, that's so present in high school. Um, and I'd say like my independence has given me the ability to take time for myself and know that um, if I need to take breaks, it's, it's always better for me to do it like within my own 
my own self in my own time. I've found that distancing myself from people who I feel like don't really contribute to my, I guess, aura and like how I feel my energy. If it's not a positive experience, then I've kind of sort of, you know, distanced myself from those people in my life. And I feel like on a mental health level, it's really improved a lot because if you're not putting time and energy through your very like busy schedule like I have um, towards these people that really don't benefit you. It really changes your mental health. Um, and as far as just like taking breaks and balancing it all, I honestly don't know how I do it. I think one thing that I can always account my busy schedule and having good balance to is just being an organized person. My life would not work if I was not organized. Trust me. Um, it's actually gotten to the point where if I have a plan um, during the week, if it's not written down, I won't show up for it because there's so much going on that if it's not written down, like my brain just doesn't process that it's happening. So I guess organization and just like writing things down is like what keeps me accounted for showing up to things and um, kind of just like keeping that balance of my work life, my school life, my social media life, um, and I guess like my two jobs. So organization is really important in keeping that balance and keeping my mental health nice and sane for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I understand. So you've mentioned before that you've been doing social media for three years. So how have you been able to balance with the different algorithms, both of the, like on, on Instagram, TikTok, like how you've been able to work around it and work with it? Um, the algorithm is definitely, I'm sure any creator can agree with this. It's such a difficult thing to figure out it's constantly changing as you said um and it's not something that they like send to if you have a creator platform on instagram it's not like they dm you like the new algorithm and you like you know have guidelines to like get the best engagement and analytics and you know rock it on their new algorithm no you like have to figure it out um and it's honestly one of the most stressful parts of social media for me I, I don't find a lot of negative sides to social media, um, surprisingly. And I think that's because I've built such a positive like community on my platform. There's a lot of positive people and I don't find a lot of conflict in that aspect. But the algorithm is one of the hardest parts of my job, I would say. Um, and as far as like figuring it out and dealing with the changes of the algorithm, I think creators tend to group together when these changes happen and we sort of help each other out. Um, I know there was a period of really big growth for me. I went to Kauai with my best friend, Elise, and we met Sean Mendez, and I posted a reel on it, and it got millions of views because it was Sean Mendez. And I remember I went from around, I'd say, 11K to 13K just from that reel. So, I mean, the algorithm is so hit or miss. It really is, and it's constantly changing. There was also a period in um 2022 summer from around like june all the way to like when i was in school probably september when i had absolutely no growth just because the algorithm had changed and it was so hard to like get on the explore page and to get engagement um so at the end of the day as a creator i really have to like advertise and put out there that numbers you can't focus so much on the numbers because it, it's really draining and it's honestly just bad for mental health when it comes to the algorithm, because it's very hard to figure out. Uh, but I think if you love and enjoy what you do as a creator, that kind of triumphs, you know, anything the algorithm tells you number wise. 
because it can be very stressful and demeaning at times when you feel like your content isn't getting, you know, the engagement or, or reaching the for you page or the explore page. Um, it can be a very stressful process because it sort of validates that your content is good. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, and I totally understand. Even for me, uh, I would consider myself like an artist on on the social medias because that's really all I post. And uh, just the other day, like a few days ago, I uploaded a YouTube reel and I got 2,000 views just from one TikTok that I like put as a reel. I got 2,000 views on it. But when I checked the, yeah. retention, the retention span on it, it said like people clicked away like after 14 seconds of it. So I don't know if it was because it was too long or because um, I can gain their attention like quick, but then they, they leave like afterwards. And yeah, then even, that's uh, another even, so Oh, sorry. go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> and even then, uh, a TikTok that I posted because I've been doing TikTok as well for over maybe a year now, year and a half. And the highest performing one, one that I have is like, close to seven 700 views uh, but that's just because i've been learning with like every post right yeah and the hard thing is as soon as you figure out the algorithm that's right when it changes so right it's 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 a very difficult aspect of social media and i don't i don't study like i'm not i don't know a mathematician i don't know who's in charge of algorithms but i don't know how they work and why they're constantly changing them um but they are very difficult to figure out. So some people get lucky with it. Some people don't. But I think at the end of the day, like I said, if you're creating quality content and you're enjoying the process, that's really what I'm in the job for. Um, just to enjoy myself and share my life. So, you know, at the end of the day, the algorithm may not be my best friend. So, you know, sometimes she loves me. Sometimes she doesn't. But, you know, I'm just here for fun to enjoy yeah. the journey. And you've mentioned to me before that you don't really you don't really pay much too much attention to like the views or likes you just do it because for the fun of it. Right. And I think it's better that way. I think it's more sustainable in the aspect that that career could last a lot longer for you. If you're too focused on the numbers, like I said, it's very draining and it's bad for your mental health. And I understand that that's why some people like are on social media, you know, to make an income, which is completely possible. But for me and just like aligning with my life, I want to, use it as an outlet to express myself and creative side um, and kind of just share positive, positive aspects of my life um, and encourage other people to find like the happy pieces in their day because, you know, there's enough toxicity on social media. So we need some positive people on here. Yeah, that's completely right. And, and going back to what you said, you said you've met Sean Mendes. So talk to me. How did, how did that happen? How did you and your friend end up meeting him? That experience was crazy. So we were on the island for about a week. Uh, she has a house there, and we were just driving to the beach one day. And I remember we were at an intersection. I was in the back seat with her, and I saw a car turn down the road we were going down. And I saw the driver and it was literally, you know, a split second. You see a driver when you're at an intersection. And I stared at this man and I screamed at Elise and I said, that's Sean Mendez. She's like, you're, she's like, you're fucking lying. No, it's not. And I was like, yeah, that was Sean Mendez. And of course she didn't believe me. No one in the car did. Like it was a split second. How was I supposed to know it was Sean Mendez? Anyways, we end up in the same parking lot because we're obviously going to the same beach. Um, 
where were you? we were in Hanalei Beach on Kauai. Um, and I, I assume he has a house somewhere down there because he seems like pretty local vibes. He didn't seem like, you know, he was too out of place. So anyways, we get to the parking lot. And the first thing when he got out of the car is we saw his tattoos. And I'm not like this big, um, I think it's called Sean Army or Mendez Army. I don't know. I'm not like big on any musical artist, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's Sean Mendez. I enjoy his music and, you know, it's cool to meet celebrities that you respect and enjoy. So instantly we go to his Instagram and we're looking at his pictures to see if these tattoos are matching with this random man in the parking lot that just got out of his car. And I was like, holy shit, it's Sean Mendez. So we get out of the car and he's like walking to the beach. He just has a towel over his shoulder. He's in like swim shorts and he's barefoot. And I was like, he literally just looked like a local boy. Like he didn't even look like, you know, a celebrity who is so casual. And I think we forget that celebrities are literally just people. And so anyways, he's walking and I forget he's, I think he's Canadian. So he had an accent. I go up to him and I was like, are you? And he like looks at me and he's like, He's like, oh, shit, like, they know it's me kind of vibe. And so anyways, I was like, are you Sean Mendes? And he was like, he's like, yeah, and his accent. I don't even know how to do a Canadian accent, but he had the cutest accent ever. And I was like, could we, like, please get a picture with you? Like, I'd really appreciate it. He was like, yeah, of course. And so I'm like, I'm like shitting my pants. I was freaking out. And so we run up to him and, like, Elise comes with me and her parents are there. They're just watching this whole thing. That's fangirling. And so I have my phone and I'm, like, trying to take a selfie. When I tell you I was shaking. I couldn't take the picture. I was so embarrassed. I was like, and he's like, here, let me do it for you. So he took my phone and he took the selfie. And then that was pretty much it. We didn't really want to ask him questions or like harass him. I don't, I don't, it, I felt so bad even asking for a picture just mm-hmm. because I feel like I've been in pub- public before when people have recognized me. And it's, it can be a very anxious and like stressful situation for both people. So I didn't want to like hassle him or, you know, he was going to the beach. He was just trying to take a dip in the water. So, you know, I let him go and do his own thing. But it was such an amazing experience. It was like the highlight of our trip. And yeah, he was he was really sweet, super nice. And it was just, it was a great experience. Yeah. that That's honestly amazing. I'm surprised you recognize him just from, from tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> me too, me too. And what was I going to say? Oh, and you've mentioned, you you just said that you've been recognized before in public. And I saw on your social media that you posted that the news actually interviewed you. What was that about? Yes. Um, that was actually really random. I was shopping. Um, I was Christmas shopping in Walnut Creek the week of Christmas just to grab some last minute things. And I was with my best friend, Elise, and my friend Ava was there as well. And, of course, we're walking, and I see the news camera. I'm like, oh, it's ABC7 News. And, of course, you know me. I'm very, I guess you could say, outgoing and quirky, and, like, I'm not afraid to speak. So I walk up to the newsman with a microphone, and I was like, hey, what you doing? And he's like, oh, we're just filming some segments for the news. And I was like, well, do you need to interview someone? And he was like, yeah, actually, you do. And I was like, well, I'm your girl. I'll, I'll be interviewed. So I kind of put myself into the situation. I love talking to people and, you know, obviously I'm super comfortable on camera. It's my job. So I was like, why not? Um, but he ended up just asking me some questions about shopping during Christmas time and like how crazy it was. So it was super casual and cool. But yeah, I loved that. That was fun. That must have been exciting. huh? Yes, it was. Not my first time on the um, news, actually, though. So Really? What was the first yes. time, if you the don't other mind time was, sharing? 
I was at the 2016 Olympic trials uh, for gymnastics back when I used to be a gymnast. And they were just doing interviews on the streets. And so I've been interviewed a couple of times on the news. So it's fun. Well, that's exciting. <laughs> that's that's something that I didn't yes. know. You learn new things every yes. day, huh? <laughs> and you, you've worked with a lot of brands before. And one of the, possibly one of the biggest brands that you've worked with out of like the many you do was Nike. How, how did that come into play? I get asked questions like this all the time and I will be completely honest with you. The bigger brands like Nike and Dick's Sporting Goods and Dutch Bros, these are all brands that have actually just reached out to me via email. Um, I'll just get like an email in my inbox like, hey, there's this campaign. We'd love to like have you participate. Um, nothing, there's like nothing that I guess you could say I did that like landed me the collaborations. Um, but yeah, when I saw Nike in my inbox, I was actually sitting in my fourth period history Korea class. I was sitting in Korea's history class and I'm going through my email inbox like I do like every time I'm in his class and I see Nike and one of the subject titles and I, I actually cried in that class. I was crying. So I was like, Nike, I was like, I'm not even like an athletic like creator and I was like Nike I was like this is crazy so it was really nice and refreshing to see a big corporate brand working with smaller creators because at that time I think I was just a little bit over 10k so I was like I was very excited for myself is definitely a big accomplishment but also like excited for the creator community and the fact that Nike was working with micro influencers was really cool yeah, that was honestly amazing, and I congratulate you for that. Even though you've probably been congratulated before, that's that's a really, really <laughs> huge you. accomplishment. And I don't Thank think you. many people know this, but you you also work with Pinterest now. Is that I did, true? Yes, I worked with Pinterest. Yes, uh, we did. Uh, I think it was just like a three set collaboration where I did a couple of idea pins with them. Um, I was a part of their creator community. I think it's called the Pinterest creator community. Yeah. And so we just did a couple of assets of idea pins and it was such an authentic like job to work with Pinterest because I think all creators, at least for like Instagram and TikTok can agree that like Pinterest is like a great source of inspiration and honestly, just like this really pretty aesthetic realm. Um, I love existing and living in Pinterest. It's just it's beautiful. Um, so when they reached out, I really, I was very excited to work with them. Um, but yeah, so they just did a creator, um, I guess you could say creator, like it wasn't really a campaign. They have like a community where they do different um, groups of girls and like creators over a couple months. So I worked with them on their um, creator community for a couple of months and that was a lot of fun. Okay, and I know recently you are also working with a brand in Target, or are you working with Target as a whole? Yes. It's a brand in Target. Um, it's called Rind. I actually was just finishing up some pieces of content before I hopped on this call for them. Um, but no, yeah, so they it's a brand called Rind at Target, and they reached out um, just for a quick little collab. So I just went into the store tried out their snacks and um, we shot an Instagram in feed post and then a couple story posts for that clap. So 
I want to And how, how did that happen? Oh, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just adjusting my seat. Okay, and and how did that uh, how did that collaboration come into play? Um, so that one came into my inbox uh, again through my email, but I'm signed up to a couple creator platforms where you can book paid collaborations um, with just some brands that are signed up through these third party websites. And so this one was called Aspire.iq. It's just another website where brands can like reach out to creators through this website. Um, and so that's where I booked this collaboration from. So really, it's just like a third party website where, you know, it's it makes it more efficient for brands to like collect content, pay you, stuff like that. So this one was also um, I got reached out to from my email. But um, same concept as like Nike and all the bigger brands. They just smaller brands tend to go through a third party website or just like a middleman to keep things a little bit more organized for collaborations. Okay, and out of all of these brands that I'm mentioning, all these brands that you work with, which has been your most favorite brand to work with and your least favorite brand to work with? Um, I have worked with so many brands. It's it's so incredibly hard to say like which one's my favorite. Um, I will say the ones that are my favorite brands to work with are the ones that I use every day and that like I genuinely authentically like it's a part of my life um and that's not to say like for example like Nike or Dix or you know this brand at Target like obviously like I enjoy the products or like I wouldn't like take on collaborations that I don't align with and like authentically like and enjoy but like a brand like Dutch Bros like something that's a part of like my every single morning routine. Like I go to Dutch Bros every morning. Like, you know, I get Dutch before work on late night drives. I go to Dutch Bros. My summer revolves around Dutch Bros store hours and when Dutch Bros is open. And if the one in Fairfield's closed, then I go to the 24 hour one in Dixon. So I'd say Dutch Bros has been like a huge, huge one for me. And the fact that we've done three to four collaborations over on TikTok has been really exciting for me just because it's such an authentic alignment of my personal like life and brand. So I'd say Dutch is probably one of my favorite collabs I've ever done just because it's it's Dutch Bros and it's like my life. So I love Dutch. Um, and as far as a least favorite collab, I, I really like can't pick one. I I feel so blessed and so honored to work with all the brands that I have worked with. And each one has like taught me a different experience and lesson in this industry. Um, and so I can't quite say like a specific brand that was my least favorite, but I can say that my least favorite type of collaborations are ones where, um, what's I going to say? Ones where you have to do deliverables on like five deliverables on Instagram and like three on TikTok and then submit all that content through a third party website and then there's second round of all of that. So a lot of brands will have you do pulse one content, which means like you do a first round of content, submit all of that and then they can request you to edit or re-record content, which can be very stressful because once I record and shoot things, I just want to be done with that so I can move forward because it piles up. 
So I don't really have like a least favorite brand to work with, but those sorts of collaborations, the more long-term ones where brands can like request editing and have you re-record things, I do feel is like a lot less authentic because, you know, the first time I shoot something is like the content I put out there. And when you have me re-record it, sometimes it doesn't feel as real as like the first shot. So I probably least enjoy that with with brands but i don't really have a least favorite brand i love working with everyone it's it's always such a great experience okay and shout out to dutch bros because caitlin loves them oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) and outside of of your social media life i know it, it can take a toll on a person who's like just starting so like for you it's been you can call yourself um like an expert in this kind of like you've you've been doing this for over three years now. So what have you done to to help your mental health if, if there's ever a day that like you can't take it? Like what do you do outside of social media that people might not know of? Um, something that's super random and like little. I remember when I first went back to school junior year of high school, it was very hard to readjust to the social life and not having the liberty and freedom of being at home and being able to go anywhere anytime and like shoot anytime, shoot content anytime. Um, So something I would do on days where like my mental health was just not good. I was having a bad day. Um, And if I didn't have work after school, I would actually go to Avalanche in Fairfield, get a frozen yogurt. And then I would go to Trader Joe's and buy myself flowers. And I've probably done this at least 10 times over the past couple years, just on days where I'm really just not having a good day. You know, if I'm getting frozen yogurt by myself, that it's been a bad day, but it's something that cheers me up every time. Um, And I think it's important that like something so little like that, like that little tradition I have where I'm having a bad day and I just need to take the afternoon off. Like, it's okay for it to be something as little as getting frozen yogurt, as long as you're taking, like, the time to recognize that you need a break and you take it. Like, that's self-love. That's you taking your mental health into account and addressing it. So that's that's how I deal with it. That's something little that I do. If I'm having a really bad day, you know, I'll do different things. But frozen yogurt and flowers from T- Trader Joe's always cheer me up. I hope you guys enjoy, and I'll see you guys next time. Peace.